Hello, welcome to another episode of The High Ground, powered by Premier Companies. Ryan, how are you doing today? Hey, so far, so good. <laughs> so far, so <laughs> Absolutely. good. Absolutely. I'm here. I'm here in the podcast room, so we're good. <laughs> well, we got a guest with us. It's a returning guest, and it's Brad Chesnick, the uh, uh, not marketing manager, but the field marketing uh, director for the entire East, right? Of Winfield United. Is that correct, Brad? That's correct. Yeah, I cover... Uh essentially everything east of the Mississippi uh, for us on the crop protection side of our business. All right. Well, Brad, as you know, you're probably uh, aware and remember that we start off every podcast before we get into anything. We want to have the question of the day. And uh, today's question is what is your least favorite or most hated business buzzword or cliche? You know, when you go to the meetings and somebody, uh, talks a long time but doesn't say anything so yeah <laughs> what's your least favorite Did you look at me i didn't i looked away <laughs> i looked away i felt it <laughs> we'll circle back though yeah. <laughs> my god <laughs> stop I, I, I would say i'd say the uh maybe it's not necessarily meetings maybe it's just the industry but it, it's this this me too movement right it's a. Uh, you have this product and that you're buying from someone and I've got one just like it. Right. Oh. Everyone's got something just like something else. It's uh, there's always uh, a comparison to, to premium products, maybe a post patent uh, versus something that's in a versus an original restaurant. Uh, maybe it's an adjuvant, maybe it's a micro product. Um, you can get a little bit ambiguous on a label of an adjuvant and a micronutrient, right? With, with differences in chelations and inert ingredients. So uh, it's really hard to sort through uh, some of that fluff and some of that, uh, that haziness. So that's one that, that bugs me a little bit. And it, we always have to do a little extra homework to make sure that uh, we figure out exactly what's in the jug. Uh, because it's really easy to say, oh, that's the same thing I have. And I'm, I'm way cheaper, right? So that's one thing that really, really tends to uh, to make me scratch my head sometimes, and and make sure we're giving the right message uh, around what's actually there and, and what's not. A lot of smoke and mirrors sometimes. Yeah. Well, you took that out of, out of a little different than what I was thinking when you said the Me Too movement. I wasn't sure exactly where he was going to go. So but then a couple sentences in, it was almost like he said something bad about a family member. Of his. I mean, he sort of yeah, he went from zero to a hundred. He's pretty mad about it. So, all right, Brad, fine. <laughs> oh, shoot. Ryan, what is yours? Oh, I, and, and you said it already. I mean, the circle back. The circle and I think, back. Yeah. And I think the reason I hate it is because I am really bad about it. I'm really trying to move on to the next thing. And I think I present that to people. And when I hear it presented to me, I'm just, I think the first thought through my mind is no, let's just do it now. I don't want to talk about it again. Let's just do it now. But I also think I'm a habitual user of it. <laughs> so that's a call out to myself to stop. Yeah. Bit, so I, I tell you it's a, uh, some sometimes you go to a meeting or you're sitting listening to somebody and and they put a whole string of buzzwords or cliches together and you know they don't think out of the box very much well at the end of the day <laughs> at the end at of the, the day end of that's the day. what they've got to do <laughs> and you just took mine it was at the end of the day uh, nice 
Nice. You know, I had that's a, what we're all working for. I had a manager, and that's what he would always. That was part of his punctuation was at the end of the day. But you know what? He made it work. He did make it work. And, and uh, but that and, was, and when it's all said and done, there you go. <laughs> Thank you, Brad. I think you know we could just do a whole podcast just on this. That would be funny if we would just not be allowed to say anything except for those buzzwords. That's the entire <laughs> conversation do. when it's yeah. all said and done. Yeah, it's just. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Yeah. Well, Brad, something important, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot. We yeah. I know we go to a meeting. We'll play business buzzword business buzzword bingo, and that that's always fun. We pass out the cards before the presentation and and check things off. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't let the don't let the boss. No, you there. don't want that. Don't want that. Well, Brad, uh, thanks for joining us. Good. We're going to talk about crop protection. That is where your area of expertise. And there are a lot of things different this year than last year. And so if you're a farmer or whether you're a business, um, tell us a little bit about some of the things that we've seen with uh, pricing uh, changes. Some things are up, some things are down, and uh, maybe a few things were surprising. And freight and all, everything. So what kind of give us an overview, Brad? Yes, absolutely. So – as we've all seen in the last 12 months, you know, as you look at the the cost of getting a gallon or a pound of, of crop protection uh, to the farm gate, uh, the, what's what's comprising of that end cost to the user has changed, right? We've seen transportation adjust, uh, uh, transportation availability as well has changed dramatically. And then we also see cost of AIs also taking that slide down uh, as that availability, not necessarily the cost of the tech or the AI, uh, but the availability, you know, supply drives pricing down whenever you start to get the channel reloaded, essentially. So uh, crop protection specifically has, has felt that compression. You know, you look at the commodity AIs from a herbicide perspective, you know, around glyphosate and blue phosphate. I mean, those have nosedived essentially over the last six to 12 months. So we, we keep feeling that compression. Uh, it, it's, it's hard to keep up with the market sometimes because there's always someone cheaper, right? I mean, that's, yeah. that's just how it is. And there's so much price transparency, which, which is great for the, at the, for the farmer, for, for everybody to understand where things are moving. But uh, I think sometimes, we have specific uh, channels in our system that tend to hedge their bets sometimes, knowing they won't have product until the spring. Uh, it's not immediately available. They're, they're essentially um, predicting what their cost of goods will be, and then that's somewhat disruptive to the marketplace because I'm really cheap right now, but I, you can't have it until next I don't spring, have it. right? So yeah. that's... <laughs> yeah, so so that's that's somewhat the somewhat the the landscape of the marketplace. Uh, we're we're essentially in a ten year low on a lot of the commodity AIs right now, and obviously we had a spike when we ran into all the logistical and uh, just the the balance with COVID and everything that we ran into there. And this is somewhat of the backlash that we have from that, but we're getting normalized a little bit and. Uh, we just we just gotta have to be cognizant of that this this trough we're we're somewhat in the trough right now. There may be some up upswing on certain things, but I don't think it's gonna be as dramatically 
a dramatic of an incline as we saw in 21, 22 uh, cases like that. Okay. So the other piece of the other piece that I, I we may hit this and I may be jumping the gun, but you know, the other uh, big factor here is cost of money right now. Everybody understands that APR rates are, are at a 20 some odd year high and what that means to a, to a grower of where they invest their money at, uh, you know, you want to, as you look at prepay, where you spend your cash, what's the best spot to put your money? Because it's, it's been pretty flat. The, the standard APR rates, at least from a crop protection standpoint, has been pretty solid for several years. Now it's, it's somewhat fluid and, and a little more unpredictable. So spending your money in the right spot is very important right now. Yeah, that's something we haven't had to consider, and that's come up on other other uh, recent podcast about just the uh, the interest rates and that impact on the business. And you know, when we had uh, certainly in the low <laughs> ones and twos, it was pretty, fairly easy. Twos and threes to it was you could cover a lot of mistakes. It really didn't impact you. But now, if you make a bad decision, you've got the price risk and the interest cost of of carrying that with you. Go back a little bit, Brad. I like what you said about the uh, some of the players. I don't know why we can't get away with this, but they'll give a pre a cheap price out in the market, and they don't have it, but they'll take your money, and then they'll say, up until the delivery point, they'll be like, "Well, now you can't have it at that price," and they get away with it somehow, yeah. which is just a well. <laughs> That's 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 market disruption at its finest. So yeah, there you go. Uh, right there, there's a lot of that, and it's the fly by nights you, you, that you can't really necessarily depend on are the ones that are doing that. Right? Yeah. It's it's pounds, it's pounds and gallons. They're they're just trying to trying to get them moved, and you got to rely on somebody that you relied on over you know several years, and that you can depend on to. To get you there, and to be honest, right now in this marketplace, uh, I wouldn't go crazy on filling the shed like we've had to in the past, or, or even taking a huge position on on all of your inputs because we don't know what this market's doing necessarily. I would hedge my bet and spread my risk out, no different than uh, a grower would selling grain. Right? You're not going to sell 100% of your next year's crop in November. You're you're going to watch it, and you're going to you're going to cost average it out. You're going to take time and make sure that nothing crazy happens. You, you may sell it at a too low of a price in the fall and then next spring you have a better opportunity. So I think we have to look at it that way as, as we have to spread our risk uh, and, and take what we need on what we know we're going to use and then just go from there because it's, as we all know, this crop protection market's very volatile right now. We have some suppliers that haven't reacted uh, on glyphosate specifically to, to what the market's doing. Glufosinate the same way. Those are the two Gs, as we call in my group, that mm. are, there's a lot, a lot of things in limbo right now that we just have to uh, take what we know we need and, and let things play out a little bit. That's, we have, you don't need to need to react to a lot of things right now or maybe some of those things. That, that that would be my my one piece of advice is let the dust settle. You know, we had a lot of suppliers have a 
market year chains here effective 10-1. And the others that compete with them on herbicide, insecticide, fungicide haven't reacted to that yet. And there will be a reaction, but that dust needs to settle. And we'll kind of see how that plays out. But it's been a, we're kind of in that transition stage as we move into the next crop year. And we've only made a couple moves. There's plenty of moves to happen between now, the end of the year, and especially spring. So, Brad, I've not really been paying attention. I'm just trying to listen to you use a buzzword. So I, I know. We're trying to catch but, you. Yeah, I don't know. You may have already covered this, <laughs> but uh, no. Uh, so when you give that advice about, uh, you know, let's not make rash decisions or let's not put all our eggs in one basket currently, how does a supplier like Winfield United, how do you how do you prepare for that as people begin to delay decisions based on interest rates, based on looking for the better deal? Uh, you know, eventually we're all based, we're all uh, held to the same standard from a weather and uh, we're all kind of blow out of the gate at the same time. So as you, you kind of rely on this downtime to supply your your vendors, your retailers, uh, how does Winfield go about preparing for these situations where there may be some delay in the market regardless, and we can't control that? Yeah, I, I think that... Uh one big thing is continuing to plan, but knowing that that plan may change and understanding that we need to, after the first of the year, understand that we're going to maybe be a little bit more consistent. But it's hard. It's hard to do that, right? Have you ever gone into a prop year and your your plan was absolutely perfect <laughs> from on March first or April first? There's always a. There's always a. a a time where you have to pivot and, and change your, your plan, but you have to have a plan to start with. You can't shoot from the hip the whole time. So, so what we do is we obviously have projections. We, we know historically on specific AIs, what we've sold and position it and, and take positions on it with our suppliers. But we, we don't know what those costs of goods are going to be in the next six months. And that's, that's a little bit, We've got to get in a position where we take some of that risk upon ourselves. But from a from an owner and retailer standpoint and grower standpoint, um, I just think that, that you have to be aware of what your needs are. But let's let's spend time on that planning and see what happens. I, I don't think right now our our guidance is take your fall needs on a lot of this stuff and let's let's look at it in November, December. The plan is fluid. We continue to adapt and adjust as things move around. And I, I just don't think that there's a time of the year. There used to be a down season in agriculture. I don't think that's <laughs> that's happens anymore, right? It, it's always a continual process. So uh, there's no perfect answer. Everyone, you deal with it exactly like I do and we do from Winfield United as far as getting a plan and, and adjusting and tweaking it. So. There's no perfect formula to it. It's just keeping after it and making sure whenever your grower goes to the field, you have product in the shed and we have product in the shed. Yeah. Well, we appreciate it. I mean, certainly Winfield's been good about moving, uh, finding his products when they're short supply. And uh, part of that is a lot of that, some of that is driven just from uh, Winfield's been driving a lot of cost out as, as they're moving products around and delivering um tell us a little bit about that initiative and how that's turned out because 
um, they've changed a little bit about how they deliver and with fuller trucks and, and what's been some of the results of that, of that initiative. I forget what it's called, but it's a full truck initiative or something. I don't know, but it was, uh, they've done uh, well to drive out a lot of cost. Yeah. And, and rightfully so. I mean, as we came through the COVID situation and, and getting out of that, that kind of slump we had with transportation, you all, and, and we all have to be as efficient as possible. We understand that. So, uh, the forecasting piece has made it super important, like I said a second ago on the planning side. Uh, but but it's been it's been beneficial to our owners to not be uh, and retailers and and growers, right? It's it's about making sure that you kind of know what you need, not just wait till the order happens and try to fulfill it in the next twenty four hours. That makes it tough, right? We don't know what we know until it happens sometimes. So if you can be a little bit proactive on that, if, if that's if that's how we can work together to do that, I think that's the most important thing. And Sal, I know you all do a great job of uh, staging product and, and knowing what your, your potential needs are. But what we have to make sure of at the end season piece is still being able to supply the channel, still being able to maybe – do that one-off outside of our, our delivery, you know, structure delivery piece to to fulfill a need. We always find a way, but but it's driven our cost to serve down, and and that pays dividends to our your growers and and you know, um, premier cooperative. So it, it's it's all it's all it's good for all of us. I think. Uh, everyone realizes that efficiency is, is imperative right now. And I think it's driven down us focusing on it has driven down the returns that you all get from your, your growers. What, you know, we deal with as well, because people are doing a better job of planning. It's, it's not this, especially right now, it's not this hoarding mentality where you're going to get every gallon you can of something. Cause you don't know if you're going to have it or not it, because of allocations, supply challenges we've had. So people spent more time planning and I know allocations weren't fun and supply struggles weren't fun, but I think as an industry, it made us better in the long run. Yeah, that's true. Got rid of some bad habits because we would tend to hoard things up and end up at the end of the year with uh, pretty high inventory rates. And uh, this has made us a little bit better to lean up. Or wait till the last minute and just expect you to bring us two, yeah. two boxes or something, which was always really handy. <laughs> but that's why, that's why terrible Sal's managers. Truck. That's yeah. right. Hey, Sal's got a pickup truck. Yep. Yeah, yeah, we're all basic, uh, basically trained truck drivers that's, when it gets busy. <laughs> exactly. Hey, anything new coming down the line, product wise, Brad? That you want to talk about? Any? You see any new initiatives happening? Uh, I would say. I'm not sure what long I'm going to hit on, so I may be redundant here, but uh, we do have a new uh, a fungicide coming out called Everlon, oh. uh, which is uh, SDHI chemistry plus a triazole. So two modes of action. Uh, no azoxy or, or uh, a strobilian type uh, fungicide in there. It's, it's a SDHI plus a triazole, but I think that one will be uh, interesting in our, in our proprietary lineup. So that one is, uh, is exciting. You know, Warden CX2, very uh, new technology, 
we, we partner with Syngenta to help us, you know, create that seed treatment technology that came out last year. So that, that's not a super new one, but I, I think that one's really starting to take off. And then a new product we have, uh, which is called ZMB plus, uh, which is zinc, manganese, uh, and, and boron, uh, short version of this, a, a lot more uh, boron in it than what our original ZMB formulation was. About 20x what we had in there before. We, we had just a smidge of boron in there. And and then also, uh, you know, we've got uh, the Maxon type technology in there as well. So um, it, it's essentially version two of ZMB that, that we launched, uh, you know, 10 years ago. Uh, it's, it's labeled and approved with all of the dicamba technologies except cavium at this point. So we should have that very soon. So that was one, one holdback or one uh, kind of issue we had with ZMB initially because of the pH. Uh, it, it kind of didn't jive with the uh, volatility piece. And, and this is our response to that. So excited about that product from a, a foliar nutritional standpoint. I'm, uh, moving into 24. Okay. Good. Well, that's quite a bit. Um, Ryan, do you have anything else for us today? I don't, Brad. Thank you. Uh, always interesting. And in short notice, Brad, we always appreciate that. I caught him coming back from Mississippi from a meeting and, and I was like, Hey Brad, can you join us tomorrow? And he's like, sure. There you go. There you go. Well. So thanks for all you do for us, Brad. We do appreciate, uh, Folks don't know um, you're you're just a phone call away anytime we need you and um, and we certainly appreciate your support at Premier Ag so and our partnership with Winfield Winfield United so uh, that's all I got uh, Brad thank you for joining us and we'll have yes, you on sir, here again you. Yeah, appreciate it Brad thank you anytime all right and that's all we have with uh, the the high ground powered by Premier Companies please like and subscribe and uh, we'll see you later thank yeah, you thanks.